Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. Okay, thanks for checking us out. This is Wes and David. We're here today, and before we get started with anything, want to just let everybody know we've got upcoming workshops in August. So come and visit us here in Seymour, and we'd love to have you here at the store and come sit in on David's class and get a ton of good learning from him. We'll even buy you a sandwich and a t-shirt while you're here. So the question we're going to talk about today, we see a lot of questions come in with our help team and figuring things out is what is the rectifier? And maybe that's not the right question, but basically that's what the question comes back to. What's that little black box doing? Or probably even more importantly, what is it not doing? (laughs) Because there's a lot of confusion on why that's in some of our configurations. And so let's start off, David, with what it does in our configurations. Okay, so the rectifier is an AC to DC rectifier, meaning it takes AC power and changes it into DC power. So... I will back up now and tell you why that's even used. Okay, so our turbines that we produce here at the store, and be it as the PMA model, that's the AC model, or our PMGs, they are a three-phase wild AC power producer. So, And then we sell them in the PMGs. We sell them in 12, 24, and 48 volt nominal voltage. That's all nominal. That does not mean that that's what they, you know, they don't just get to 12 volts and stop. That's their nominal voltage. At 266 RPMs, that's what they produce, is that nominal voltage, that battery voltage. So what has to happen is it's going to come down the line. You're going to come off of the PMG, and you're going to come down the line. Let's start, but there's three phases in there. That's right, three phases. There's three wires coming out of that thing, and every one of them is producing electricity. Don't touch. Don't touch it. (laughs) Uh, It's not single phase. It's not a hot neutral ground. It is all three phases are live. They're all producing you can call them all hot if you want yeah, to. Don't they're, take them to O'Reilly's and hot. have them turn that on yeah. the bench or something. Yeah. So you have line one, two, and three. And so it's going to come down. And what's going to happen is it's going to go into this rectifier. And this rectifier, through the magic of blocking diodes and everything else, and it's not magic, through the science of it, it's going to take that three-phase electricity and convert it down to single-phase DC. And if you look at the unit, it looks like a big... Black heat sink. That's is right. What it looks right. like, to and, me. The, and the reason it's designed like a heat sink is partially because it is a heat sink because there's a lot of energy goes through that. But so it, it has it's to got, keep cool. It's got three leads coming in the top, right? And then in and my two right, leads, two, two leads coming out yep. the bottom, so right? The three leads coming in the top, or there again, line one, two, and three, all hot, all producing energy. Two of them at any one given time producing energy. The third one, and it's in really rapid fire. So it's one, two, two, three, one, three. Da, 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 and, and it just keeps on it's going. It's those magnets passing yes, over. Magnets passing through the rotor on the magnets, passing through the stator. And as they come across each individual contact, that's where they're hitting. And they're just, they're just slinging some they're electrons. Slinging the <laughs> electrons and they're coming down the line. So it gets to this rectifier. The common misconception. This is the whole question. Okay. So this is the second this part is, of it. Yeah, what what is does it not question. do? This is what it does not do. It does not do anything to change the voltage. Whatever voltage is coming in, and remember I said at 266 RPM is producing battery voltage, but it doesn't stop there. 
it's on a curve and that curve just keeps climbing. It's like basically you, you start out at the base of the mountain and you start climbing the mountain and it's a fairly rapid curve. It's not a general slope up. I mean, it's fairly and, rapid that it goes And everybody up. out there has experienced this when they've seen the lights on an old truck or something right. dim or right. dim or, or get really bright, you know, and <laughs> a bulb or whatever, you know, because the voltage really spikes. And so the voltage is climbing. And so say that you have this on a battery bank, right? Let's just use, always use 12 volt here. We have it on a 12 volt battery bank and we have our 12 volt PMG. Well, the wind starts spinning at 40 miles an hour. Well, in a 40 mile an hour wind, you're probably going to be seeing somewhere, even on the load of the battery, you're probably going to start seeing somewhere around 60 to 70 volts, maybe more, coming from that PMG headed to that battery bank. The rectifier is not changing that. All it did was change it from wild AC power down to DC power. To usable DC. To usable DC power that's run into that battery. That's all it did. It did not affect the voltage with one bit. And so when it comes off of there and comes to that battery, if you do not have a battery that's designed to take a higher voltage input, lead acid and AGMs are one of the only two that can really do that. Lithium cannot do that because if you exceed their voltage rating, then their BMS is going to tell you, I'm not taking that. I'm shutting off. I'm going to just shut down now. Well, when that happens, all you've done is create a free sprint episode in your turbine. Then it was spinning, say, let's say it was spinning 2,000 RPMs. Now it's spinning 3,000 RPMs because there's no load to the, the unit. So the rectifier is changing AC power to DC power, usable DC power, and is not changing the voltage. It is not doing anything with the voltage. It is just the voltage is free flowing. Whatever's coming from the turbine is going to the battery. So would you normally have your rectifier, and I know there might be a fuse in there, would you normally have your rectifier wired straight into the batteries, assuming they're not lithiums? You really actually are. Like say like on our, our three pal, for instance, when you really look at that, there's a black controller on there. You'll see a set of resistors on the side, and then you'll see a relay on it. And the black controller is operating the relay, and that's hooked up to the battery. But when you really look at it, you are in a direct connect to the battery on your positive and negative from that rectifier. The only thing that it's doing is when the battery voltage gets too high, that brain module oh, it's throwing the, will it's throwing tell that relay to open up and allow some of the energy to be dumped off, to the, mainly to the, 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 the turbine's or energy, to the, to the, uh, and to the to resistors. To the resistors. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, it is almost a direct connect. And you can direct connect to the batteries. But if you do not have a way of monitoring those, you can overcharge your batteries. You can actually explode your batteries, I mean, if you had too much energy, especially if we're talking a 40-mile-an-hour wind, and you had a small battery bank. Now, if you have a very, very large battery bank, in the case being with Wes's batteries, if they were not lithium, let's say his were all AGM batteries and not lithium batteries, and it was a large enough, I mean, he has the potential of holding 72 kilowatts of energy. Well, that turbine that we're going to put at his house is not going to make 72 kilowatts in a day. There's no way it's going to do that. So we could hook up to that and never had really the chance, especially if his solar was not getting full efficiency because of the sun. Now, here's what would in line the problem. Let's say his sun is out and burning full and it's the middle of June. Come 3 o'clock, he's here at work like, he's, like we think he's supposed to be. He's here at work and not just sitting out and relaxing at the house in the air conditioning. And so... All of a sudden, his battery bank's full, but the wind is blowing that day. 
in the same instance, he could overcharge those batteries again. So that's why you have to use some type of a controller that has some way to keep resistance on the turbine and not overcharge the battery bank at the same time. And then if they're lithiums, then you also need a voltage reducing device. Right. That's right. And that's going to be usually the only way we have right now that we are recommending is going through like the classic BRD board. And that's going to be the midnight classic, which is still from early episodes. That's the best one on the market for making sure you're getting the maximum efficiency out of your solar panels and or your wind turbine. Because your wind turbine, there again, if the battery bank is low, it's going to let that thing ramp up as hard as it needs to. But if it starts to not need as much power, it's going to go ahead and essentially in a dynamic braking system, it's going to start slowing that down and causing that thing to slow down. So do rectifiers go bad? They can. They can go bad. Times that you will see rectifiers go bad would be in an extreme wind event with batteries that are, have very high resistance. And if the battery has high resistance and then you have a hard wind, the problem is you're going to have energy buildup basically in the lines. You're going to have a lot of energy trying to get through. Say maybe you have 75 volts trying to get there, but you have a high resistance on the battery, so your ohms is really high. So that power actually can't get into those batteries. And so it just starts heating up that coil. And at certain points, or again, remember, it looks like a big heat sink when you look at it. If at a certain point it can't produce enough energy off, it's just going to, there's a set of diodes in there that is possibly can burn out. So Okay. All right. But as a unit by itself, does it have a cycles? Does it have No, a- no. I mean, we've got them out that's, you know, that's never gone out that's been here since I've been here. And, and then we've had people that, you know, lost two or three in a year's time. And, you know, it always winds up going back to its over usage of the deal and not having the proper battery bank to go to it. So Okay. Anything else we need to... Nope. Talk Just about remember the rectifier. The, the rectifier only has one job, and that's to convert from AC power to DC power. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Again, check us out. Come see us down in Seymour in August, and we'll look forward to seeing you then. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach, like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.